0: Hello and welcome to DC Legends podcast number 10 now. Is it 10? I I think it's 10. A decade of podcasts. And in this podcast we have... Sean, Josh, and Sophia, and myself, Joel. So, uh, you know, this is an interesting podcast because we're going to talk a little bit more on, you know, reasonings and why we do things and... You know, kind of the back kind of process behind how things work. So, there's been some changes recently, um, you know, going through changes. Always change. Always and Keep the uh, game fresh and vibrant for everyone. And in particular, it's with
1: Lobo and Deathstroke. Yeah, right? Lobo and Deathstroke are both a couple characters that we decided to make a few design changes to. You know, not trying to completely
0: change what they're doing, but tweak them a little bit. Cool, so... How about we we kind of spend some time talking about like how we decided to make those changes and like the kind of backstory because you know they're kind of the big you know pillars in a lot of PvP groups. So you know why would we make changes like that? Well, part of it is what you just said that you don't want to have
1: any two characters be the pillar of like too many people's strategies. You want to encourage a lot of different strategies out there. So Deathstroke is intended to be a great character. Lobo is intended to be a great character, but you don't want to have everybody constantly running Lobo and Deathstroke, and that's, you know, the only thing you see when you're doing PvP opponents. So especially when we started looking at March Heroes, a lot of the new characters that we've been rolling out, we wanted to make sure that some of the older characters were going to be on the level playing field with these new characters and encouraging a lot of different strategies and a lot of different approaches for pvp teams
2: yeah i mean especially looking at march where you have martian manhunter jessica cruz and constantine who can all react to the deaths of their allies that's one of the major reasons why we decided to put a stopgap on specifically the baby lobo strategy um if you guys or sometimes they call them lobo l-o-w-b-o as we've seen on the forums many times But the intention for Lobo was always for him to be kind of like a tanky guy who's gonna survive a long time and make you bleed while he pretty much laughs at you the whole time. His taunt is supposed to be kind of like aggressive and kind of just, if you know what the personality of Lobo is, he's kind of the guy who's gonna just laugh at you while like you try to do damage to him. it's really important that you gear up these characters. What The strategy with Baby Lobo was keeping Lobo very low gear so he'd die repeatedly over and over and over again and always taunting. And that was never really the intended playstyle for Lobo. So now with the limited lives on Lobo, what you want to do is make sure Lobo is geared up so that you get a lot more value out of those lives. You can take a lot more hits, because I'm telling you, a gear 11 Lobo can really take a beating and keep on ticking, and he's going to keep throwing out those bleeds and outlasting his opponents very effectively.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think one of the problems with the way people were, you know, using Lobo is just that he's intended to be a tank. He's Mm -hmm. not intended to be a battery, really, and that his revive is intended to be sort of a, a safeguard to keep him as that taunting tank.
2: Absolutely. And so he can throw out more bleeds. And really, I mean, if you build bleed comps around Lobo, they are effective. Like, he works very nicely with Cheetah and Chemo, Dr. Poison, Siren. Um, That's really where his intended gameplay space was to be, and not as, uh, you know, Deathstroke's right-hand man.
1: As you can tell, Lobo is very close to Josh's heart. I love Lobo. He's amazing. He's a great guy.
3: The main man. So I think one of the uh, initial concerns in the community was that Red Hood would no longer be a viable character.
2: Well, if you guys have read any of the upcoming March content with all the awareness coming down, um, yeah, I can assure you Red Hood's is still going to be very nice to have. Also, Swamp Thing, um, there's a little thing about reviving his whole team now. Heal immunity will shut that down. Um, you're going to be happy to have him around.
1: Yeah, I think, I think Red Hood is absolutely viable, if anything, with March content. There's just more things for him to be used against because he is really great against characters that have awareness. He's really great against characters that revive or have healing or that mm-hmm. benefit from, say, overhealing mm-hmm. because of his heal block. Um, yeah, he's absolutely a, a good character.
3: So the new rumblings that have been happening since we made uh, the Deathstroke global change has been that Power Girl's now too powerful.
2: Well, I mean, Power Girl is strong, absolutely, but there's a lot of ways to deal with her. For example, if she's counterattacking you, all you need to do is make sure you're purging off her strength ups, because she's not counterattacking if she has less than four. She's not overhealing if she has less than four strength ups. So, like... Hmm. We know Zatanna is very well-loved, and like a lot of you guys have her. Actually, we know all of you guys have her because you start with her. Um, But she could purge off like Power Girl very effectively with her hat trick and Mm. pretty much put the hurt on her pretty easily so that whoever hits her next is pretty much going to take her off the board. There's a lot of other ways to deal with her. Uh, Red Robin's an effective way. Um, Invisible characters won't get countered by her, so... I've seen, like, Katana used in that kind of oh, way, Oh, Katana is fantastic. Katana and Catwoman.
0: Yeah.
2: Um, can both really put the hurt on a Power Girl. Yeah. yeah um, I like to run
1: a nice team with, with Catwoman just because she's really useful in stealing those, those immunities and everything. And, you know, I think what people are seeing is that Power Girl is an energy hero. So she's going to hit really hard against physical characters. That's mm-hmm. part of, you know, the design. But like you were just saying, Josh, that, you know, you've got mystic characters which are going to hit hard against energy characters. So a Zatanna who can pull, uh, she can purge the death immunity off of Power Girl. She can purge her strength ups. That's going to be a nice effective counter. That, you know, part of the strategy is to be able to pay attention to the affinities that the characters have, whether they're physical, mystical, or energy, and see, oh, what is a good hero that is going to be countering their advantage?
2: And another hero I know a lot of you guys have uh, is how Jordan and his hammer time will basically yep. do a lot of work against a Power Girl. Yeah, that's absolutely true.
3: Maybe give the community a bit more insight on how you can still use Deathstroke or some of your guys' strategies with using him.
2: From my perspective, is you don't necessarily want to run Deathstroke on a team with just him and three weaker characters. I know that's a crush that a lot of people have been using. Mm. In order to like fight teams that are higher level than them, but you wanna really make sure you're balancing out your team. You wanna make sure you're giving Deathstroke a little bit of protection here. Uh, reviving characters like Swamp Thing is gonna work out very nicely with like Deathstroke because that lets like the reviving characters or even the whole team come back more often. Um, White Lantern Sinestro will help recharge that. Uh, making sure you're having characters um, that support Deathstroke, but like, don't leave him as the only person on the board because it was never intended for Deathstroke to like really like be the answer to everything in the game.
1: Yeah, we've yeah. always wanted Deathstroke to be a powerful character, and certainly there's always been strategies to deal with Deathstroke. But again, trying to make sure that we have like a really robust game where there are different approaches and different strategies. I think people have gotten used to the idea that. You know, as soon as Deathstroke loses some allies, he starts hitting really, really hard, and that's the only thing he's good for. Personally, I like to use him for his turn meter down off his basic. I combine that with some characters like Castaway Green Arrow, Black mm-hmm. Canary, to try and manage turn meter on the enemy team and just keep them from getting attacks.
0: Mirror Master is another really good one for Reverse that. First Flash yeah. works out very nicely. Yeah, so yeah there's, there's a lot good. of different
1: approaches, right? And, and you know, Deathstroke is still a character that, you know, when he loses allies, suddenly he's going to start hitting hard. You just have to time it a little more carefully now. Right. That you have to be careful that you know he's going to get a couple good hits in, uh, and you know, compensate for having lost an ally. But he doesn't just steamroller over everything, you know, till the end of the day.
0: I mean, this this goes back to like, you know, earlier in the game's timeline where there was that early meta of all AOE damage all the time. Yep. You know, and you know the game goes through changes. We make updates and. You know it's just part of the the live game process of you know creating new strategies so that we can have this diversified front of opponents that you go up against in pvp and not just have the counter to the most common thing
1: i mean the way to think about it is you know essentially as a player you know you're kind of like green arrow you've got a quiver full of a bunch of different arrows that do different things and it's like You know what, the boxing glove arrow, as awesome as it is, is not the tool that you use for every single occasion. That there might be some times where you want the grappling hook arrow or the glue arrow or these kinds
2: of things. Yeah, I mean, I think there's gonna be a lot of shift to the meta uh, over the month of March. There's a lot of new interesting characters out there. Jessica Cruz and Swamp Thing are now coming up from the bottom of the barrel and they're really viable right now. Swamp Thing is the first character who's bringing back his whole team from the dead. Like that's going to be a game changer for a lot of teams. So if you're not bringing in someone with heal immunity, um, and you don't take out swamp thing very early, you will be regretting that. So you're going to want like, uh, your doctor fates and your huntresses and like your red hoods, like come into battle, uh, applying the heal immunity as a swamp thing so that he's not Mm. making you have to fight that team a second time. Um, He's, he's going to be really interesting, too, and I think we're going to see a lot of them over the next month. Uh, and the same goes for Swamp Thing and Etrigan, or not Swamp Thing, Constantine, Etrigan, and Martian Manhunter. Like, they're going to bring mm-hmm. a lot of interesting things to the table. Um, if you guys are looking for someone to put the hurt on Power Girl, I think Etrigan's your man. Um, so make sure you're playing the Hero Challenges over the course of this next month, because he's going to be nice. So Very cool.
3: I just want to reassure all the community that we have heard some of the feedback. And of course, um, the big one has been that people have talked about a possible bump on Deathstroke's overall strength.
1: Yeah. So I think, you know, like like Josh was saying, we expect March is going to be interesting in how it shifts our meta. And we want to see what kind of strategies come out of these characters that we're introducing, see where things land. Everybody knows that, you know, we are continually reworking these characters, trying to make sure that they stay viable. We're not currently planning to bump Deathstroke up, but we will keep an eye on that, definitely. And, you know, we're always looking for the characters that seem like they're not quite pulling their weight and finding ways to make them more interesting for players so that we keep the game vital and interesting.
3: Last thing would be, Josh, you kind of talked about this already a little bit, but kind of giving people to understand
2: why gearing up is important. Well, yeah, I mean, Lobo is one of like the most probably biggest examples, but especially once you get to gear 11, um, that's where like your tanks become super tanky. Um, but I mean, even just gearing up to like gear rank 10 is really important because that's where 90% of your players like power or rather character's power is going to really come from. Um, so while it is important to make sure you're ranking up the skills with the rings and leveling up your character, like, gearing that character is really where a significant portion of that character's power is going to come from. Yeah,
1: I mean, when you get a Lobo to a gear 11, you're going to see that he is very, very tough, right? And, And Deathstroke, he's another one that's supposed to be hard to kill, hard to remove from the board between his toughness and his awareness, with spikes of damage that... Come up, mm-hmm. so you know, invest in the gear because that is, you know, when you when you see characters uh, getting destroyed by other heroes, a lot of times it's either because of having an affinity advantage, you know, an energy hero going up against a physical hero, or one having an advantage in terms of gear. That like if you're a gear eleven going up against a gear ten, you're going to have a significant advantage. Yep,
2: yeah, absolutely, uh, and. I mean that also goes into say that's a big part of your power score. So if you see someone with power score much higher than you, um, it should be a difficult battle. I know Deathstroke was a way to deal with a lot of that sometimes, but you're gonna have to come up with some new strategies now. There's a lot more variety in what's viable on the meta these days, and I think that makes for a healthy game. So,
0: any other parting words?
1: What kind of word are you looking for? Is it, is it a big uh, word? Is it a multi-syllable word? Uh, no. Polysyllabic? That's a word. Uh,
0: po- wow, that's a big <laughs> word. I think that's about it for this podcast. I think we had a, a great talk on, you know, kind of the pulling back behind the curtains a little bit and explaining why we've done a few things. and Well, logo. hopefully
1: everyone is seeing, you know, between the introduction of Power Girl in January, some of the, the respect heroes like Catwoman in February and then all the March content that's coming out. There's a lot of different toys to play with. And so start mixing and matching and try out some things. And, you know, sometimes you play a match and you lose and then you realize, oh, here's the trick to use to actually win it and come back
2: for, you know, round two. And there's even more changes coming down the pipes later
1: on. So, you make that sound very ominous there. Uh, Josh. Yes. So it's good, so, good uh, changes. they are good
0: changes. You'll like these changes. Good Trust us. We're, we're making it better and better and better. Really That's loaded the, statement there, Josh.
2: <laughs> I, I'm trying not to give too much of a spoiler here, all right? There's going to be some good content in the months to come. There's uh,
1: always good content coming. That's that's our bar that we shoot
2: for. We have
3: Martian Madness.
2: Martian time. Madness! Hope you guys can get your Martian Manhunter Fragments later on this month. Uh, get your again There's a lot of great uh, hero challenges this month, like Mara, Catwoman, uh, Arcus. So we, we understand that there's some characters you guys want, and March is definitely going to deliver them to you. Awesome. Getting your
1: alliances. We're... We're 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 getting our alliance up to up to snuff in the office. We're like telling all everybody who's not participating that they have to like
0: really work. All right, well that wraps it up for this podcast, and uh, we just want to thank everyone for listening. And well, thanks, we'll, Joel. We'll talk to you next time.